0: I am here to discuss the so-called flying saucers. The Air Force interest in this problem has been due to our feeling of an obligation to identify and analyze to the best of our ability anything in the air that may have the possibility of threat or menace to the United States. In pursuit of this obligation since 1947, We have received and analyzed between 1 and 2,000 reports that have come to us from all kinds of sources. Of this great mass of reports, we have been able adequately to explain the great bulk of them, explain them to our own satisfaction. We've been able to explain them as uh, hoaxes, as erroneously identified friendly aircraft, as meteorological or electronic phenomena or as light aberrations. However, there have been a certain percentage of this volume of reports that have been made by credible observers of relatively incredible things. We have, as of date, come to only one firm conclusion with respect to this remaining percentage, and that is that it does not contain any pattern of purpose or of consistency that we can relate to any conceivable threat to the United States.
1: Indie fans and students at Marshall College, welcome to episode number 362 of Blast Points, this is Jason. And this is Gabe. And we are not alone this week in this installment of Indie Month, the second installment of Indie Month, June 2023. We are thrilled to welcome back to the show. It has been seriously way too long, Brandon Winerdi. Brandon,
2: welcome back. Welcome to Indie Month. Indie Month feels good, man. It feels so good. Um, and we are not alone indeed. I like I that you said that because it made me really think about what we're going to be talking about tonight.
1: Yeah, we are talking about the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Renaissance. Everybody can feel it. You go out on the streets. It's like there's, some, there's something different in the air. People are thinking differently about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull these days. It's finally coming around. <laughs> But we're going to be talking all about that later first. Brandon, let's, we've talked a lot about Star Wars and John Knoll, Will You Be My Valentine, and all kinds of crazy stuff. We're not going back there. But <laughs> let's talk about Indiana Jones. Let's talk about your unique relationship with Indy. Because like Gabe and I say all the time, Indy is Star Wars's cousin at the birthday party. What, we
2: know your Star Wars story, but what, what is your Indy story? My indie story, I picked up my first ever Star Wars Insider. I think it's Star Wars Insider 54. We can fact check that. Star Wars Insider 54 has a front cover of Obi-Wan, uh, Obi-Wan Ewan McGregor, Attack of the Clones, debuting the mullet. Like, they're like Here's what he looks like in Attack of the Clones. And then the flip side was the celebration of the 20th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And there was a picture of Harrison Ford Indiana Jones, Star Wars Insider, and I was like, "What is this?" My first Star Wars Insider flip cover with Harrison Ford, and so that's when I found out that there was another George Lucas. I didn't know. I was probably what eight at that point. I just had no idea. Um, They hadn't been re-released or anything like that. It was pretty, pretty quiet times in 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 indie world, and so I convinced my parents to let me rent it. And they're like, "Yeah, it's a great movie. It's PG. This is great." And then we get to the part. Everyone's enjoying it. It's a fun time. We get to the part in Nepal. Um, and Marion is convincing Indy that she's going to come with him. And she goes, of course, I'm coming with you. I'm your and GD partner, right? And my mom is like, <gasps> and then stands up and turns it off. I don't watch Rage of the Lost Ark for another like <laughs> year. <laughs> like that, oh, no, that was it. Uh, and then, uh, and then I watched them. And then the DVD came out, and I got that for Christmas. And then uh, the same thing happened with Temple of Doom. Christmas Day, I was like, I'd already seen Rage of the Lost Ark when we watched Temple of Doom, but my parents didn't realize it was pv thirteen, and so I got in trouble again. And then, uh, and, and then we just turned it off like halfway through. Club of we want, like I, we didn't get very far at all. And that's my Indiana Jones story. Uh, I haven't seen any of them since. <laughs> you're,
3: <laughs> you're you're looking forward to Dial of Dusty to actually get to finally get to see a one start to finish.
2: Right, I'm finally over thirteen. When a PG thirteen movie for Indiana Jones comes out, I can finally watch.
3: <laughs> Unless your mom shows up at the theater and has them turn it off midway
2: through. <laughs> But no, I love Indiana Jones. It is my like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones are the three things that I care about very much. Um, My dog, we got a dog uh, uh, over Christmas, and uh, my wife really wanted a dog, and I really wanted a dog named Indiana. And so that is our dog's name. And uh, can't wait for what the future of Indiana Jones looks like um, in just a couple weeks.
3: Well, I will say, still one of my all-time favorite memories is being at the panel at celebration in Anaheim between Jason and you when (laughs) the Dial of Destiny stuff happened and Harrison came out and John Williams played the music and basically turning my head back and forth, watching both of you practically melt in front of me was just so much fun. So thank you for that.
1: That was so great because it was a, it was a study in two different ways that people could absolutely physically freak (laughs) out because Brandon, you were, you were like sweating and flailing and your wife was like, are you all right? And you're just like, and you're moving all around in the seat and like wiping your head and like going up and down. And I was just like, my fists were clenched and I was just like staring straight forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like my fists were clenched so hard that like my fingers were digging into my hands, and I was just like, (sighs) (sighs) just two different ways that people can lose their minds.
2: Oh, that was rough times. It was rough times, and um, and then I I I feel you weren't there at Star Celebration London, which uh, and that's where where they revealed the poster. Mm. They uh, and that poster goes up on the screen and then I say, and I'm not going to curse on Blast Points, and if my mom is listening, I, I never curse. But I let out a string of expletives so loud, so like, just in like words that don't make sense together, just and very loudly, and there, it's, you know, my wife was like, what are you doing? And again, it was one of those moments that I could not control myself, and so, you know, um, who knows what the future holds. Like I said, With me and freaking out during Indiana Jones stuff Over the next couple weeks But um, it's never good That's all I'll say
1: So we talked about this In the beginning of last week's episode The big kickoff to Indie Month Our kind of level of Indie Freakout Right now Which is not good And it's only getting worse It's bad Like the Indie Freakout level Is at a truly insane point for us But how are you holding up? Because we're they were so close to the dal destiny and it's like how are how are you doing how are you keeping your sanity
2: i'm doing real bad man um <laughs> I, I i again i'm uh i'm really trying just to like stay focused I'll, I'll tell you one thing which is i have in i live in austin and we have a beautiful theater Inside of a historical museum, so it's a, it's like the biggest IMAX screen in the south. It's awesome. It's where I try to see everything, and they are going to have Indiana Jones there, but they have not yet put their tickets on doll. And so every moment, right? We're getting so close. We're getting so close. And I bought I bought separate tickets at Draft House, which I do like Draft House. And if I see uh, uh, Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny at a Draft House, that'll be fine. But I really want to see all that IMAX that opening weekend. That's all I really want. And I'm really stressing about getting a ticket and they have not gone on sale. I keep emailing. My producer, Jason keeps emailing and they hate us so much, but I just want them to put these tickets on sale. I'm so nervous. So that's, that's my current level is, is badgering some poor museum employee, um, about when they're putting tickets on sale.
1: It's like, it's so close. It's so crazy. it, it. It's screened last week for some people, and thankfully I feel like it turned the tide a little bit, where people were like, hey, this is really fun, which we know it's going to be fun. I mean, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the King of the Crystal Skull Renaissance here. <sighs> I don't know.
3: But it's nuts if you think back to the Disney sale being like 10 years ago and and wondering if there was going to be more indie stuff. Right. There is, but...
1: It took 10 years. <laughs> so And then we're like, finally here. Because that was the thing where it was like, yeah, the Disney sale happened. And it was like, and we're making episode seven and we're making a trilogy and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And there like, after everyone calmed down, where it was like, wait, could they make Indiana Jones? And it was always like, well, what about like Paramount? That's all weird. Nobody really knew the answer, you know? And now, yeah, well, here we are.
2: It's also, I mean... Obviously, this production has been delayed, and but it is funny that the Disney sale happened, like you mentioned. Star Wars movies came out, Star Wars TV shows came out, a Willow TV show came out, and then, and then an Indiana Jones movie. It's taken a lot of time, but here we are.
1: So we talked about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and kind of... Reevaluating it and looking at it again, and a little bit of its legacy back when we did Indie Year back in episode uh, two ninety three, and we'll we'll do a quick recap for all of us because our our kin with the Crystal Skull stories are all kind of unique. Gabe, you you had a brand new baby when in May of two thousand eight, and after seeing it for the first time, you were kind of not sure. <laughs>
3: Well, we had – my son was born in – no, it was my daughter, right? It was in 2007, and I think Crystal Skull was the first movie I saw in a theater since she was born. So it had been like over a year since I'd even been to the movies. So I don't know what state of mind I was (laughs) in. I probably hadn't slept for a year. Yeah, and I just remember being like, okay – and I really wasn't sure how I felt and I didn't get time to revisit it because, it, you know, like, what, a year later I had another child and it wasn't until a few year, years later kind of revisiting it and and kind of falling in love again with like, yeah, this is – it's an indie movie. It is what it is and it's an indie movie and it's fun. Yeah, it was a weird time for me to see to see it in the theater.
1: And it was – for me, it was – Ick May 2008 was the year before – Uh, my daughter was born so it was kind of like i was still just hanging out kind of time just like i'm just (laughs) i'm just goofing around i'm just going and i had a lot of time on my hands and i talked about it in that episode this dates me and this is very 2008 but i had a kingdom of the crystal skull myspace page that i (laughs) updated daily and it got taken down and i almost got sued it's a long story But I saw Kingdom. I don't know if I talked about this in our indie year episode, but I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull like a couple few weeks early at like a press screening, which was really surreal because I knew instantly that I loved it. But I also knew instantly that it was different and a little funky, <laughs> <laughs> but there were moments in it, like I said in our indie year episode, like when mutt was swinging in with the vines, with the monkeys, I said out loud in the theater, yes, and i and like the whole jungle chase, I said to my friend my friend Jeremy that I went to the press screening with, I was like, "This is great." And I remember his response was almost no response. Where I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I don't think he's on the same page I am with this." But I remember leaving my first screening of Kingdom of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull just buzzing, and I was telling everyone who would listen, "It's great. You're gonna love it. It's you know, blah blah blah." And yeah, you know, almost kind of like like we're gonna get into kind of like the prequels it was kind of oh it's not really what other people think but brandon i'm curious what is your kingdom of the crystal skull reaction where were you may 2008 yeah did your mom stop
2: the screening did (laughs) you yeah no i was able to go and i remember it actually very well because it was again if you think about the the start of my like really intense like coming into the star wars fandom period was when i picked up that star wars insider magazine which was right before attack of the clones and so then it was about six years later right so i've been kind of consuming i've been drinking from the the faucet of of the star wars hyperspace club and all that stuff um during that time and so i was hyper aware I was all on the indie train, and I convinced my family, I think we went to a matinee that first opening weekend, and it was me and my parents and my cousin, my younger cousin. we go in, and I'm just amped up. I'm pumped. Um, I'd bought a few of the toys. I knew it was going to be happening, and I loved it. I thought it felt like an Indiana Jones movie, and it was a lot of fun. And I walked out of that theater buzzing. I was like, this is... So good. It is just as good as the other ones. I can't believe they did it. He was so great. And it's a blaring sun after a matinee, and I'm staying in the parking lot, and I kind of turn around, and like you were saying, everyone was just kind of staring at me, being like, oh, we didn't like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm oh uh, okay. Um, and so it was kind of like a, a, a very interesting time. Uh, and my family also does not like The Last eye. Uh, which is another one of the things, and so I feel like you know we've had some bad uh, formative movie experiences together that I, I'm really just uh, unleashing onto this podcast, uh, this episode. So,
3: so the the moral of the story is you can't go to see movies with your family anymore,
2: basically. Or I can, and I love the movie. Like maybe it's a good thing if I do, if I especially especially love it. So.
1: It makes the holidays really awkward. Somebody at the dinner table brings up Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and it's like, oh, and The Last Jedi, too. And it's like, oh, here we go again.
2: <laughs> You're joking. You're joking. But that that has happened at least twice. <laughs> uh, at least for The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that a crystal skull was stolen from a mythical lost city. Whoever returns the skull
0: will be given control over its power. You will find it. Come on. No!
1: No! I think I'd cover my ears if I were you.
3: Indiana Jones, rated PG-13.
1: Okay, so if you can believe it, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is now 15 years old. Gabe, you just saw it in the theater last week. The day we're recording this, Brandon, you watched it today. We talked about how we felt in May of 2008, but let's let's all go through and talk about our let's let's get deep with our feelings. And let's talk about our feelings on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull now. 15 years later, our personal feelings on this movie. Let's let's be real, let's be raw. How has Kingdom of the Crystal Skull grown with you, Gabe? Let's let's start with you. So, I was so
3: excited to get to see Crystal Skull at the theater uh because it seems like some theater every couple of years is always showing the indie movies and they they're never like Brave enough to show Crystal Skull for some reason It's always like, you know, there's four of them But they're always only showing the first three So when the, uh, the Theater chain in the area Did kind of like an indie uh, Lead up to uh, Dial of Destiny and they decided to show uh, All four of them The fact that they had Crystal Skull was, it was incredible, and the fact that they went crazy And they did it chronological order and showed Temple of Doom first, which really confused A bunch of people uh- <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was it was really wild to see it at the theater and it was kind of cool because the people who were there to see Crystal Skull were like, I think, just the people who really love Indiana Jones movies, because it's kind of like if you go see Raiders, a lot of times it's like there's a lot of like the cool kids who were there because it's like a cool kids movie in addition to into being, you know, uh, another indie movie. And, and Crystal Skull was not the cool kids. It was like older people in like little kids. and they loved it and it was kind of cool it was like okay yeah these are the people that are going to come out and see crystal skull because these are people that just love the indie movies yeah that one it grows on me every time i watch it the the mutt stuff is so good the motorcycle chase is so good i mean pretty much all the college stuff there's a lot of good stuff
1: in that movie you talked about like when you first saw it, you weren't sure and then over time it just felt more right for you felt more like an indiana jones movie what do you how do you think that happened I think it was just at the time seeing it at first
3: because I'd been in – I hadn't been sleeping. I'd been in baby zone. Um, It had been a long time since I'd watched the other movies. And it's kind of one of those things I think it's kind of similar with Star Wars where sometimes if you just watch one in isolation, you kind of forget what the other ones are like. And it was kind of once I went back and watched all four you kind of realize this is just like the other ones, especially going back and watching temple of doom. Like I always joke how crystal skulls like temple of doom part two, because it's more in that it's more that style of Indiana Jones than, you know, being another version of Raiders, which as good as last crusade is last crusade is kind of like Raiders too. So I think really going back and and watching temple of doom and, and realizing how much I love temple of doom really made me appreciate how, just wild and crazy and fun. Crystal Skull is.
1: We t- when when we did Indie Year, we talked about how before Last Crusade, Indiana Jones wasn't. Re- Indiana Jones movies were weren't really talking about their feelings before Last Crusade, and then we kind of had Last Crusade and Crystal Skull, which is more like, no, really, what's Indie feeling right now? But I think people sometimes forget just. Like we said last week, in the first ten minutes of Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's a giant ball chasing Indiana Jones out of a tunnel. It, the movies are there's there's a there's a level of ridiculousness to all of them, and when yeah when Crystal Skull came out, and it was just as ridiculous as the other ones, I, yeah I really think it kind of took people back because I think especially after going la going right after last crusade and it almost kind of reminds me of the prequels too where that was the thing where i was like when phantom menace came out i was like this is just more of the same you know and it was like it's so different you know but i don't know So, brandon you you said you really liked it the first time your family wasn't as into it it's ruining holidays how, have you always been into crystal skull have you always been with it was there ever a period of time where like
2: the the popular opinion influenced you at all yeah i mean it also it happened with the prequels too uh when i was growing up and i was like oh i love the prequels and then i could you know like i was saying get on the fan sites and the force.net forums and then it's all the people complaining about it and you're like wait a second like am i supposed to like Empire Strikes Back because these people are saying to like Empire Strikes Back or is it because that I like it? It's just a weird thing that was also happening with the indie movies and it has the worst joke I ever see on social media and I've seen it now for 15 years which is if you're on a Reddit thread or you're on wherever and someone's like can't wait for them to make a fourth Indiana Jones movie or you know oh there were four? It's like the worst like smarmiest joke and that, seen that like over and over again over the years, and now even with all the Dial of Destiny reviews and, and news articles, that is such an easy joke for these, you know, web bloggers to make. That I really, I really hate it, and it really is. I've made it a goal to just really push people on Crystal Skull when I talk to them, or um, I, you can't see it because we're just audio only. But my background for work, my Zoom background, and everything, I just have my giant crystal skull $250 replica from shop Disney behind me and you can see it. And I get maybe a comment a day from a, a client or from a partner. That's like, what is that? A, is that from Indiana Jones behind you? And I'm like, yes. Uh, and then they always bring up how they feel about the movie and I tell them they're wrong. And um, I've been doing, I've been doing my part, man. I've been, I've been fighting the, the fight the war for crystal skull. And it's it's paying off now. I feel like, and I, we'll talk about that for sure.
1: What is it about Crystal Skull for you that has always drawn you to it? Like, what are the qualities within it that make you make you a defender?
2: It's just so fun. It's I like uh, I've been working on a project, and then I also uh, was talking to y'all tonight, and so I was like, let me just watch all four Indian Jones movies on my 4K um, disc set. Uh, and let me just so I watched in the past 48 hours, all four. It's been a really, uh, really, you know, whirlwind 48 hours. But they all play so well together. And then when you get to Crystal Skull, they're all having so much fun. And it's just like there's like a bounce with Harrison and Shia, especially, um, that is just like contagious. And it, you're just watching it just bounce and bounce and bounce along. And then Marion comes in, and then you have. Mac and you have Ox, and all of them together on the same wavelength just like pushes this movie and makes it something really, really special that people only gravitate towards the mutt swinging on vines in the refrigerator scene, right? You're like, that's not that's 30 seconds in the movie, which are and they're fun, but even if I was going to give people that, you still have two hours of just like pure Indiana Jones, just like injected into your veins and what else could you ask for
3: well and it's it's true to the original idea of indiana jones too, of there being this character that goes on these different adventures and does different things and and finds different like you know kind of plays with different genres which is kind of where you know go back to temple of doom like you compare temple of doom to raiders like they're very different movies with the same character and crystal skull is just another version of that and kind of that's the part of the fun of Indiana Jones is taking this character who's very static in a way and putting him in these different scenarios. And then with, like Jason said, with last crusade kind of bringing the, you know, the emotional part into it now playing with that, where, you know, with him and, and his father in last crusade, and now kind of reversing that where he's, you know, the father character and, and dealing with Shia as mutt. Like, yeah, it's, it's so
1: much fun. We were talking about this briefly before we started recording, but, the actor whatever but the character of Mutt is so good in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull he's so fun he's such a good foil for Indy it's not like any kind of sidekick we've ever had in an Indiana Jones movie ever before and i feel like one of the things that kind of again like you talked about you know the refrigerator or this the swinging on the vines or whatever people bringing up Shia LaBeouf and kind of the, all the things that surrounding him, the actor with kingdom of the crystal skull. And it's just, it's been a dark cloud. That's kind of hovered over that movie for the past 15 years.
2: Yeah. And again, like, like you said, it just really, it sucks is, is the only way to really say it. Like shy is not a good dude or not in the right headspace, whatever it is, but his performance is Mutt is, is legitimately like fantastic. And the, the charisma that goes between him and Harrison, how much fun and how much chemistry they have is insane. And it, it's a bummer for how it was initially received, very similar to like Hayden Christensen Anakin performance, right? Where it was a, the butt of a joke and now has really come back around. But it sucks that there probably won't be like redemption for that character or like an opportunity to like continue which really kind of puts a, a bittersweet ending to, especially the ending of this, of this movie.
1: Well, and I feel like that's a good segue where we, let's go back again to May, 2008. And another thing that's kind of ho- hovered over King with Crystal Skull and kind of its legacy versus the, the other indie movies. And again, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that's so similar to the prequels where this was our first new Indiana Jones movie since 1989 and there was a lot of anticipation and a lot of that completely unrealistic anticipation on what kingdom of the crystal skull could be was so similar to the reaction with the prequels and this like for example that the if you compare the the time frame for kingdom of the crystal skull now versus phantom menace it's like phantom menace in 2014, which was maybe like one of the most miserable years ever to be a prequel fan, <laughs> you know, the year before The Force Awakens, where it's like they're gonna retcon the prequels and JJ hates the prequels and all this stuff, you know. And you look at where we are now; it's it's a different world for the prequels. And I don't the, the whole issue of completely unrealistic anticipation. Well, it's it. It's
3: interesting, I think, in comparison because I and maybe I'm just not looking in the right places, but I at least feel like they're not marketing Dial of Destiny to people who didn't like Crystal Skull. Like they, they're As far as I can tell, like they're not talking about, you know, seeing Mutt's bones in the desert or or, uh, you know, just trying to make it seem like, oh, we're going back to the old movies, because th- that was one of the things I was kind of most surprised when the when the trailer came out that dial of destiny looks like a movie coming out in 2023 like it didn't look like they were trying to we're going to shoot on film and make it look like raiders and make it all dirty and, and look old or something so in some ways it's it seems different and maybe it's because the indiana jones fans are not it's not like star wars where there's just you know all these factions of fans that do you know, some people like this some people like that or i'm just you know not looking hard enough to seeing the the people complaining
1: yeah, because I feel like it's like the 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 real sets practical effects thing, which for a lot of us in around that time in 2014, early 2015, it felt like a real dig on the prequels. Yeah, they're not like this one has no refrigerators or any. They're you know it's almost like a Dial of Destiny is almost the best thing that could happen for Crystal Skull, but. I'll be damned if every single review I've read of Dial of Destiny, someone brings up Crystal Skull. It's like nobody can talk about this movie without talking about that movie. And at a certain point, I'm just like, stop it.
2: I do like what you said though about Dial of Destiny really recontextualizing Crystal Skull, because in five years, assuming there's not another Indiana Jones movie, which let's, I'm, you know, let's say there's not going to be, but in five years. Then Crystal Skull will not be a quote unquote anomaly, right? It won't be. We did it every three years, then we waited twenty years. We did a movie that some people didn't like, and that was the end of Indiana Jones. Now it's going to be like, oh, there was another movie after Crystal Skull, and so Crystal Skull can kind of like comfortably sit where it is, which is just like as a fun, good Indiana Jones movie that doesn't have the weight of the, you know, riding off into the sunset for last year's save, or the wedding in in Crystal Skull. And what's actually interesting. Uh, i I watched crystal skull today had a great time on the 4k set and it looks beautiful but then i watched the behind the scenes specifically for crystal skull that they produced for the dvd that's on the, the bonus feature and it was very interesting to see how they talked about not only harrison coming back but also they were like the ending is such a surprise fans are going to love it these are all like almost word for word fans are gonna love it and one guy is like that's why you go to the movies for moments like this. Like they were really like saying that the wedding between Indy and Marion, which is a beautiful, beautiful moment, was like almost like an Avengers End Game and credit scene or something like that. Like almost like the way that they were talking about it. And so again, the lofty expectations for a perfect Indiana Jones ending is no longer required for this movie. And I think it can really live and breathe on its own.
3: Yeah, it's hard being the last movie, right? Like that's a that makes. There's, there's another movie we could talk about that's has the, the pressure of being the last movie on it that, that you know, that maybe, soon
2: won't have that pressure, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it really will help it. I really, you know, once you're separated from being the, you know, the marketing for that movie that we might be talking about, had all that pressure, right? This is the last, this is the last, which is a pretty intense thing to say. Yeah. And so, you know, well, obviously, I think we're, we're all going to be pretty aligned on Dial of Destiny. But now this won't be the ending, right? The wedding will not be the ending of Indiana Jones. It will be something else, for better or for worse.
1: It just and it makes me think too. I mean, I've talked about this a lot. Gabe knows this. When I first saw Revenge of the Sith, I, I think my reaction was kind of like Gabe with Crystal Skull, where I was kind of like, I liked it, but I'm not sure because it was a lot at that time. With Revenge of the Sith, it was a lot for me to be like, that's it, jeez. You know, now what do I do with my life? Yeah. Who am I without yeah. this? You know, because I was, the prequel era was like all encompassing for me. And I kind of didn't know what to do with myself after. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God came with a Crystal Skull came along. But after that, I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah. now what do I do? Am I going to get into these J.J. Star Trek movies? What do I do? Think think about it. It was like from 99 to
3: 2005. It was like living on pure adrenaline for six years. For It was. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then by yeah my you know the end of may 2005 it was like now you can rest it's like what do i even do
2: i don't know <laughs> if i want to rest yeah it's kind of like what just happened you know between episode seven and like what season one of mandalorian season two where it it's just like non like, okay like we're new star wars all the time you can't focus on it. you can't hyper fixate on like one thing you have to hyper fixate on like six or seven things as opposed to one movie every 3 years.
1: But I but I do think that is a, yeah a huge thing and that was always kind of the the long 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 history oh we're going to make another indie, we're going to make Indy 5 we're going to make an Indy 5 as always I was always kind of like good not just selfish because I want another Indiana Jones movie great keep making them forever I don't care but if anything that's going to help our buddy kingdom of the crystal skull
3: Well, and the other fun thing with them just keeping making indie movies, even, you know, Counting Crystal Skull and with Dallas Destiny, like there is the argument like, well, Harrison Ford's like really old, but Indiana Jones as a character, I think works with aging because, you know, even going back to Raiders, like he's, he's a tough guy, but he's also like things don't always go right. And he usually kind of lucks in and out of, danger and it's like as a character it's not like when he was younger he was invincible and now it's like you know how do you make this invincible character old like it, old indie fits in the mold of of young Indy, where you know sometimes he's lucky uh and sometimes he's not and and that doesn't really change as he ages as opposed to like i don't know if you could have a you know a 70 year old james bond movie if that would feel right But a 70 year old indie just feels like indie.
1: And I think part of it is the very unique thin line of Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. Like, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. And if Harrison Ford is 80, then damn it, Indiana Jones is 80. Because, you know, the whole thing that he's like, nobody else can be Indiana Jones, just me. God damn it. You know? Well, and if, if if Harrison Ford is still like flying
3: and crashing planes in his seventies, then if if then there's no reason Indiana Jones can't be jumping out of planes at at the same age too, because it's completely
2: plausible. Again, it was very interesting watching the bonus feature for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and their focus on you know you you have to assume that everything they're talking about in these um b-roll interviews is like stuff that is important talking points whatever it is and their big talking point is harrison gets the costume sent to him before they start filming and they say okay tell us where we need to like take it out or go up a size blah 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 and he was like and it still just fit like a glove and there's a whole scene of george lucas being like wow if you just showed someone this photo of harrison on set of Crystal Skull, they would think that he's Raiders. Like, put them up next to each other. He looks the same. And it's, like, a very odd, like, no, nothing has changed. But when you watch it now, and you then watch the trailers for Dial of Destiny, it really is almost like a comforting, like, getting, being able to see Indy at various stages of his life as Harrison Ford. It's, like, incredibly, like, almost joyous that you get to, like, grow up with the character. because you know, Even if you look at him at the start of Raiders to the end of Last Crusade, Harrison age is pretty... He ages well, but he definitely, like, visibly ages. And so being able to see Indy in all these different moments of his life, now that we get to the final final, is a, a really kind of beautiful thing for a fictional character.
3: Yeah, because it's not often you get to see the same actor play the same character almost their entire life. It, you know, at least in Harrison's case, for, like, half of his life, he's been playing this character, you know, every few years.
1: One of the great things with the, the King with the Crystal Skull Renaissance and I feel like it was the same sort of thing that was happening again. Like we said, around that same period of time of twenty fourteen ish too. I have seen on social media more and more people that are hyped for Dial of Destiny right now, and have are saying, "Hey, I just watched came in the Crystal Skull for the first time since like the theater or something," and they're like, "That was a ton of fun." I don't get the. I don't get why either people have been dogging on it or I don't get why I saw someone saying, I don't get why I disliked it so much when I first saw it. This is all, you know, it's like poetry. It rhymes. I've heard this story before where, you know, 10 years ago it was people. I just rewatched the Phantom Menace or attack of the clones. And that was really great. Or I watched it with my kids and they loved it. And I saw it in a different way. It's just fascinating seeing this happen again with King with a crystal skull. But it's true. It's,
3: it's the whole thing of, for whatever reason, you know, forgetting the context of the other movies and, and, and maybe comparing your memory to. well, I watched Raiders 20 years ago and now I'm watching Crystal Skull and this doesn't feel right. And it's like, well, if you haven't actually watched the other movies recently, you kind of, your memory isn't exactly reality in some of those things. And, And you forget like, oh yeah, this is actually just, just like the other ones. All this crazy stuff happens in all of them.
1: Brandon, have you seen a lot of that, the kind of, the, the Crystal Skull renaissance online? If, is anyone ever, or are people still just questioning your your skull behind you on Zoom
2: calls? Well, it's, it's more like you were saying. More and more people, especially with this new movie coming out, are revisiting Crystal Skull without the confines of the context surrounding it when it was released right now you can just watch it like a movie and i think most movies when you separate them from the event i'm even thinking of something like um spider-man no way home when that was like you it, it wasn't even a movie it was just like a moment and when you watch it now that movie may or may not work as well as it does when you have the hype and you have the questions i think the same thing happens with something like crystal skull where now that you are removed from the forums of people complaining about it, now when you're removed from the expectations of like this is the last Indiana Jones movie, and you just watch it as a, a fun, good movie, and people I think are giving it the shot that it deserves, and coming away very full. Uh, they they come in with no expectations and they leave, you know, full of a joy or full of an experience that they that they were missing out on.
3: And it's funny going back and watching it now too, because in a, in a way you can almost say, "Man, Harrison Ford looks so young in that one." <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> right? I don't know. like as opposed to when it came out, you're like, "Man, Indy <laughs> yeah. looks looks old now." But now it's like, "Oh, he looks so young."
2: He looks like very young, honestly. Like I don't know what what that shift is. Maybe I mean I've obviously gotten older, but I'm like, yeah, like that guy looks, you know, you know, not young, but not like an old man. He doesn't have like a cane, like I thought he did, I guess, when I first watched it.
3: Well, and it's funny when Shia or when Ma, you know in the movies, like what what are you eighty? And it's like now he is he is eighty. Harrison Ford is eighty, right? Like yeah. it's now it's even funnier because it's like he's still making the movies and he's he actually
1: is that old now. So, kind of for each of you, if someone is listening to this right now and if they haven't been part of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Renaissance, if they haven't like turned it on on Disney Plus, which by the way, it looks. Gorgeous on Disney Plus. We talk about it all the time, but that 4K transfer of King with a Crystal Skull is just outstanding. And it really is a good looking movie. It looks so good.
3: I think it looks better on Disney Plus than it did in the theater when I saw it last (laughs) week. Like it looked good in the theater to see it big, but I I don't
1: even think that was like the version that's on Disney Plus. So if someone hasn't already taken part of The Renaissance, what would you tell someone why they should give? keen with the crystal skull another chance
2: i think if someone wanted to watch the crystal skull and watch it for its performances and for the the history that 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 has with that context that it's the the 50s serials that lucas is is mimicking and things like war of the worlds and not the adventure serials of the 30s that he was mimicking then I think you can go in really, really primed to see a very, very good movie. And I think people keep seeing it, and they keep enjoying it, and they are learning that sometimes things just need a little bit of time.
3: It's one of those things that's kind of like Star Wars, where it's like, think about, are you a fan of Indiana Jones, the character in the movies? Or you know, is there maybe just... You just really like raiders of the lost ark or or you know there's one of the movies that you gravitate to then maybe you won't like crystal skull but you know if you're a big fan of 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 indy the character and the, and the other movies it's like give this one another shot because it really you know you if you like brandon just did if you watch all four you know in two days like they all fit together they're all the same feel they're all the same type of movie other than kind of playing with different genres a little bit, which, you know, they did that with Temple of Doom. And and I think a lot of the feelings people kind of had about Crystal Skull maybe feeling different were the same feelings that people who weren't, you know, what were we, eight years old when Temple of Doom came out, you know? Like, I'm sure adults, there were adults who had the same feeling. Were like, oh, this feels different than Raiders. I, you know, I don't know how I feel about this. Because for a
1: long time, Temple of Doom was the one that nobody liked. Rensler talks about that in his making of Indiana Jones book where when he talks about the reaction to Temple of Doom, where it was not good after it came out, like people were like expecting Raiders of the Lost Ark part two and Temple of Doom is not that.
3: Yeah. So it's, you know, history repeats itself. And I think it's the same sort of thing of, you know, now being like, you know, removed from from all four of them. I think they kind of all stand on their own and they and they stand really well as a as a body of work. So yeah, I think if you like the character, give it another shot because there's a good chance that, you know, you'll probably feel differently going revisiting it.
1: Well, and I and I just think just like the the prequel renaissance, you know, the the old Grumpy fans, their voices are gonna get drowned out by the people that were Seven, eight years old when King of the Crystal Skull came out, and they saw it, and they were like, "That was awesome!" What the hell are these these old grumpy guys' problem? You know, the they're now in their twenties, and they are people that are going to probably be going to see Dial of Destiny. Who were like, "I saw, yeah, I saw King of the Crystal Skull when I was eight, and it was awesome. I had a f- amazing time." And who? cares what the old grumpy people think. You know, it's the same with the prequels. You, those voices are going to get drowned out and in the end, yeah, the those grumpy voices just don't matter anymore. <laughs>
0: I just want to thank everybody for working so hard to make such a good picture. And I just have nothing but admiration for all of you. It was a long but not a lonely road. You're a great crew. Everybody did an amazing job. And this is your movie, not just mine, not just Harrison's or Karen's or Jaya's or Jim's or John's or any... This is your movie, too. You brought back the fourth Indiana Jones. Thank you for that.
1: Okay, everybody. So last week you heard that we're doing an Indie Month giveaway where we are asking all you listeners to send in a voice recording of you saying any line from any of the indiana jones movies you doing that line but the only rule is it can't be a line said by indiana jones got to be anybody else and oh my god we got a lot of <laughs> we got a lot of entries for just week 1 so we got three judges here and we're just going to go through them right brandon are you ready for this
2: i'm ready wait what are we judging on
1: just just vibes pure vibes
2: okay okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first one here is from Steve. Let's hear what's let's, let's hear a Steve Steve's indie line here. But not indie. You know what I mean. Hey Blast Points. This is Steve Bowton, a big fan. And I think that Salah has per capita the most quotable lines in all of the Indiana Jones franchise. So I'm going to go with my personal favorite. The dog! you are named after the dog thanks that's pretty good pretty good okay so that was steve and now we have steve in.
0: look what you did i can't believe what you did
1: <laughs> all right all right all right a little last crusade a little henry jones here's here's one from chris hey jason and gabe
2: it's chris from forest hill maryland like you guys i love temple of doom and short round has a lot to do with that this line makes me laugh every time. I'm very little. You cheek very big. Enjoy Indie Month, everybody. Here's Sean. Let's hear Sean. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. Pretty good. Pretty
1: good. <laughs> we, got, we got David. My soul is prepared.
0: How's yours?
1: No, surprise. about what a last crusade. It's like last week. Everybody loves Last Crusade. Here we go. Cheryl. Cheryl.
0: Oh, I hate the water, and I hate being wet, and I hate you.
1: <laughs> that's that's real good. That's real good.
2: I love that. All right.
1: <laughs> last one, Brandon. What? Not you,
2: Brandon. Oh, no. I was like, I did not submit one. I'm sorry,
1: guys. <laughs> yes, right. you did. You forgot.
2: So, I okay. thought you were going to just make me do one right now. <laughs> all right.
1: Here we go.
2: Indiana, we are simply passing through history.
1: This, this is history. Okay, so we heard all of them. What are we feeling? I know, I know for me, my favorite. I know mine. I know mine. Okay, Brandon.
2: the, the Willie
1: line was so good. Willie, Cheryl, Cheryl doing Willie. It's unanimous. Cheryl, you are our first contest winner. But, listen, everybody, everyone that sent in a message, those were all outstanding. Thank you all so much. There's no new episode of Blast Points Indie Month next week, but... Keep sending in those messages because when we'll be back in just a little bit over a week, the contest will keep going. We've got a couple more episodes of Indie Month in June. And yes, the contest is not ending. Nerd, we've got Nerd Matters pins, stickers, Indie, wonderful stuff to give out. And thank you all so much and congratulations, Cheryl. That was awesome.
2: before have the exploits
3: of one man captured the imagination of the world as indiana jones the hero of the greatest adventure films in history and now through willoughby and ward you too can live the adventure with the authentic genuine leather indiana jones jacket yes this is the jacket that is uniquely identified with america's greatest film hero worn through fire and storm. The jacket that has survived the heat of the desert, the onslaught of raging waters, the perils of the tropic jungles, and all the hazards of the greatest adventures ever filmed. So call the toll-free number on your screen to order your own authentic, genuine leather
0: Indiana Jones jacket and start wearing the jacket that has become a symbol of courage and daring to millions. Use your credit card and call now. We'll ship and charge your account just 32 dollars a month for eight months. Your satisfaction is fully guaranteed. That number again is 1-800-942-2300. You lost today.
1: Alright everybody, so guess what? Apple podcast reviews. When you get done listening to this, if you listen on something Apple, we would love it if you would go write something nice about Blast Points so more people can find the show when they're looking up Star Wars podcasts. If you listen on Spotify, we'd love it if you left a little five-star review over there too. And check out our website, blastpointspodcast.com.
3: And make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
1: And if you're on Facebook, make sure you are part of the Super Chill Group. And if you want to support the show in a different way, we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. Where, oh my god, this month is getting crazy. But we're still committed to (laughs) finishing, keep going with our Mandalorian Season 3 commentaries. I really want to do that Pershing episode. But seriously, folks, this month is getting crazy.
3: We still need to do a uh, Last Crusade commentary, too,
1: which maybe we should for Indie Month. We'll, We'll see if we can make it happen. But that kind of brings us to our next point. Like we said with the contest, no new episode of Indie Month next week. Yeah, Indie
3: Month is making an unexpected turn, and we are very excited about something. and it's requiring us to
1: to rest <laughs> and we will talk about it soon keep an eye on the blast point social media and you will, everything will be understood very soon but yeah unfortunately no new episode next week but we will continue reposting all the classics from 2021 all the indie year classics cuz there's so much gold in there that's the issue where we talked about the indie comic the marvel indie comics Dr. David West Reynolds. Oh my God, that episode!
3: Raiders on record.
1: Oh my God, Raiders on record. The Women of Indiana Jones with Amy Raquel. Just tons of good stuff. So, yeah, stay tuned. Sorry, no new episode next week. But Brandon, oh my God, Brandon! Yeah, what aren't what aren't you doing too?
3: Uh. <laughs> it's like thank you for finding yeah finding time to hang out with us because you're a busy man.
2: It's gotten a little busy, but all good busy. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you can find me. Um, at the normal normal socials um, at actually Brandon and then Talking Bay 94, my Star Wars podcast, where I talk to the cast and crew of Star Wars at Talking Bay 94. And then if you want to read anything that I've written and the interviews that I've done, um, some are on StarWars.com, uh, including one with Ben Burt <laughs> um, for Return of the Jedi 40th. Uh, that was a um, crazy time, a lot of cheese casserole talk. Um, and, and then, um, Star Wars Insider, where I think the most recent issue that will be out in, um, this episode comes out is my oral history of the Twi'leks, the Twi'leks. So how do y'all say it?
1: I say Twi. I say Twi'lek. I, I say Twi'lek. Okay. Okay. We're all Twi'lek
2: people. Um, but it was great. I interviewed, um, Vanessa Marshall and a few other people, but I also interviewed David Piscassi. Uh, who plays the major demo in Book of Boba Fett, uh, which was incredible, and I felt very dumb talking to him just about his role in Book of Boba Fett because he's a very like accomplished actor. I love him in beep, um, but that's that's a very funny interview that I am very happy I, I got to do. So that's all the major p- ways to uh, hear me or see me, or and I, I you know and maybe maybe something will happen and I, I run into y'all in person or something
1: that'd be wild that'd be wild crazier things have happened so we'll see (laughs) we'll see what happens (laughs) but brandon seriously like the the, our history with you and blast points and talking May 94 it goes back so far and we're just so happy that to have you back on the show and more importantly just to call you a friend because yeah we just we love talking to you so much and we don't do it enough so this has been a lot of fun
2: Oh, they know. Thank you so much. It is it is always like the highlight. I had this written in my planner with a big, big circle around it, like stars next to it. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this, uh, and yeah, I appreciate I appreciate y'all so much. And it's always it's always a pleasure to um, spend an hour not recording <laughs> and then <laughs> and then pressing record uh, at uh, midnight, eleven o'clock at night. Uh, so uh, anytime, please please get, uh, give me a call
1: welcome to our lifestyle so (laughs) (laughs) thank you all so much for listening thank you Brandon again and we will talk to you in a couple weeks bye bye everybody
0: anything goes
3: are you, are you still alive, Brandon?
2: Oh, I'm still here, man. How am I doing? Am I okay? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Henry Jones Jr.